the best feeling that you get is when you attend to an animal that was in dire need. Nobody else could have attended to the animal because these are not these not uh, these are not animals that you can just go and handle just like that. So at this point, you are able to go that animal and uh, remove it from its problems. This episode is sponsored by the Mara Elephant Project, a Kenyan organization working with communities in the Maasai Mara to protect elephants and their habitats. You can learn more about their important work and support it by visiting maraelephantproject.org. Dr. Michael Njoroge is a wildlife veterinarian by profession. He was born in Nyeri County and grew up on the slopes of Mount Kenya, where he saw a lot of wildlife. Dr. Njoroge went to vet school in Nairobi and after graduating, he joined the police unit before transitioning to the wildlife unit at Kenya Wildlife Service. With 22 years of experience under his belt, he is now working with the Kenya Wildlife Service in Masai Mara National Reserve. Together with a team of three personnel, they operate the Masai Mara Mobile Veterinary Unit, which is sponsored by the Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, and their main objective is to promptly attend to clinical vet interventions within the region. We start the interview by seeing what a typical day is like for Dr. Njoroge. Usually our day starts quite early, as early as 5 o'clock, and at that time, uh... That's when uh, you'll be able to check for any uh, text messages, any messages that may have come in on uh, cases that have been reported. And uh, depending on what you get from your phone, because probably there was something pending yesterday, uh, you'll be able to now tell what time you should uh, proceed for the case. Uh, thereafter, then uh, you'll be able to contact all the necessary people that you need to contact in the morning so as to see if you need to attend to any case uh, for that particular day. And if there's a case to attend to, you basically have to check all your equipment, see that it's working, see that you have all the drugs. And I basically have a team of a driver, I have a team of two rangers, and currently I also have two interns. Basically, I also teach, uh, teach the, train the interns on how to pack your stuff for the day. And usually you don't know how many cases that you may handle in a day. So you have to pack uh, more than a, for the particular case that you're going. If there are no cases, uh, you may decide to go on a patrol and go and see uh, how the animals are faring. You may find an injured animal that you may need to attend to. Then uh, once you're done with these cases, uh, because you, the first animal you dart, you dart at around six o'clock, and the last one that you can dart is six o'clock in the evening. So after six o'clock, no more darting. So then you can go back to the base and uh, recap your day by doing your reports and wait for the following day. You began working in the Mara in 2023, right? And uh, since then, Mara Elephant Project has closely partnered with you on 34 treatments, elephant treatments. Let's go back to the start, uh, Dr. Njoroge. Do you remember the first treatment together with Mara Elephant Project? Yes, I do remember. Uh, I think the first, the first uh, elephant case that we did, we did in uh, Siana. Conservancy, and uh, this was an elephant that had been speared, and uh, it was on top of a hill. So we have a group uh, that gave us a call from uh, the Mara Elephant uh, Project, and they were working uh, together with the Kenya Wildlife Service. It was from Euro. so they were able to spot this elephant, the spear, and they gave us a call. So we went there, and apparently the hill, the the, the elephant was on a hill and uh, the closest helicopter was in Nairobi 
but uh, with assistance uh, with the MEP uh, rangers and the KWS rangers, they were able to bring down the elephant. Wow, without the, the helicopter. Without the helicopter, and we were able to dart it uh, at a certain position. And apparently it ran back up the hill <laughs> and disappeared there, and we had to track it. But uh, good enough, uh, we were able to sight it and we give it the treatment. The prognosis was good, and the elephant recovered. And uh, I'm curious to know, what is, your mo what is your most proudest moment at work? What has been the most rewarding uh, thing for you uh, working as a vet? Before we delve into the challenges, for sure. Uh, the best thing, or the best feeling that you get is when you attend to an animal that was in dire need. Nobody else could have attended to the animal because these are not these not these are not animals that you can just go and handle just like that. So at this point, you are able to go that animal and uh, remove it from its problems, and it's able to wake up and fully recover, and you are able to follow up on that case. And that the animal fully recovered, it becomes such a fulfilling moment. Wow. And any challenges that you encounter definitely on these treatments, on the collaring operations as well, could you walk us through one or two challenges? Yes, we have, we have a, a, quite a number of challenges. And some of these challenges, as I've just spoken earlier, is the terrain. At some points, uh, you need to attend to an animal and the terrain is unfavorable. See, now, uh, when the terrain is bad, there are a number of dangers that you may encounter. If you go to that, that, that animal on foot, the animal may attack you or uh, one of your members from the team, cause harm. And number two, you may that the animal and it disappears in the bush. If it disappears in the bush and it's under anesthesia, you're likely to lose that animal. Another challenge uh, sometimes is the state of the animal uh, by the time you're darting it. Some of them, you see, they're in dire need of your... Your, your your service but again looking at their condition you just feel like if you put that an animal under anesthesia it may not wake up especially the elephants uh when when uh sometimes they're not able to wake up especially when they are very old and not able to wake up without your assistance and some of them finally don't wake up so there are some challenges in making a decision uh looking at animal an animal and uh, trying to judge what is better for the animal. Is it you dating it or is it you leaving it? Those are some of the challenges that you face once in a while. Wow, and of course requiring big decisions right there. And it requires big, quite big decisions. And uh, depending on, on where you are, most of these places, they don't have network. So sometimes even you don't have somebody to consult, you have to make a big decision by yourself. <laughs> it's a while. Yeah. <laughs> Mara, in Ma, the language of the Maasai, means dot. Mara Elephant Project focuses on four areas to connect the dots for conservation. Elephant population protection, elephant habitat protection, human-elephant coexistence, and landscape connectivity. Thanks to their partnership with the Kenya Wildlife Service, MEP has reduced poaching in the Mara, deployed nine community ranger units, developed innovative techniques and technologies to mitigate conflict, and their important work continues as they adapt to an ever-changing landscape. Find out more on their website, maraelephantproject.org. As we both know, Dr. Njiroge, as, as you've just taken us through those um, challenges, the need for your job is a sad one for sure. Uh, and indicating that wildlife is being harmed, 
you know, spears, you know, you're having arrows, retaliation from the community, many times by the people they come into contact with, right? What solutions have you seen work to promote coexistence? The solutions were basically that I've seen within that period, uh, especially that here, I've been here in the Mara, some of the things is educating the people around here. You need to give them the information and see the importance of these animals, see that it's our heritage, it's our national heritage, and we have to preserve it for the future generation. If we let it go at this particular time, then uh, our children's children will never be able to see these animals. There are also people who come from very far to come and see these animals, and they bring in revenue. They bring in revenue as well for the people around here, the advantage. So you have to educate them on all on that perspective as well. Uh, other solutions that I may have seen uh, working, we also do coloring of uh, elephants. And when we do coloring of these elephants, uh, we are able to monitor their movement. And sometimes we're able to see when they are going close to, uh, like where people have done uh, farming or close to homesteads, then we can be able to send our rangers to go and control the movement of these animals. The callers also assist us in showing the migration paths of these animals. And when they show us the migration paths, sometimes we intervene and uh, at some points we've seen the government uh, buy some land from the owners and uh, thereby getting some space for the elephants and also other animals. So these are some of the things that I've seen uh, that could work. As we move along, uh, tell me about some of the educational initiatives you have undertaken as a Kenyan working at the top level of conservation. As I said, uh, one of the things that we do uh, is the internships. And uh, like now we have uh, two interns. Uh, we have the para-veterinaries. Para and we also have the vet, vet students. During this particular time when they are here, uh, we're able to impart some knowledge on them, some skills, uh, hoping that uh, after they graduate, they could join us and uh, work again, work through with them. We also have uh, international students who also come here, practicing a few in the next few weeks. And we also train them and teach them about the Mara, about wildlife. And some of them uh, really would want to come back and work here, given an opportunity. We also have our rangers who we keep on training. That's like an on-job training. Uh, that includes the KWS rangers, the county rangers, uh, MEP rangers, all the conservancy rangers. And we teach them and we show them uh, like the behaviors of animals. So that, uh, as, because they're always in contact with the animals while they are doing the patrols. So they can be able to tell an animal that is need or in dire need of our services and one does not require. We also have uh, workshops that we hold once in a while. Uh, they are convened within the, <clears throat> within the region and we have uh, people from different con con conservancies and when they come there, we are able to give them, impart some skills on them and they go back home with something. Uh, and on that note, uh, what is your message to young people out there who want to make a positive impact and follow in your big footsteps. Conservation of wildlife uh, needs more people. We are very few veterinarians in the wildlife sector. The region where the wildlife is, is quite vast. We need more vets. The vets, however, must be willing uh, to work in areas where there are no towers, away from a lot of network, away yeah. from a lot of light. They have to be dynamic and versatile, as I said, so as to survive 
in this sector and be able to give in, give the services uh, that are required adequately. And as we look to wrap up, um, since this is a partnership-themed uh, episode sponsored by Mar Elephant Project, what qualities do you think make a, make a good partner at work? A good partner in this uh, conservation work is a partner who will be there and willing to come uh, also at your time of need. For instance, uh, well, while working with the Shedrick Wildlife Trust, they're able to provide us with the drugs, provide us with the that gun, fuel, because basically quite a number of resources are, are required in, uh, in this uh, conservation work. So a good partner coming in that. Uh, we also have, for instance, the Mara Elephant Project. In times where, for example, an elephant is on top of a hill and is there in need of the service and you cannot get there on foot, uh, Mara Elephant Project will help us with a helicopter and we go there and that the animal and do the treatment. They could also give us the rangers who bring down the elephant down to us for the treatment. Uh, so a good partner uh, should come in when you're in need of of, of them when you're doing the treatments and work with you to the end. Thank you so much, Dr. Njeroge, for your insight. Apart from your career, what's the proudest moment in your life that we do not expect? The proudest moment uh, in my life that happened uh, was when I graduated uh, from the veterinary school back in 2002. It's quite a challenging course. And uh, sometimes you wonder if you will ever graduate or you won't. So finally, when you graduate, you feel very good. It's a very nice feeling. Favorite leadership quote? This quote I've always I've said many times, but I think uh, it has made a lot of sense to me in my career. And as I said, and I'll always say, always be dynamic and versatile. What a guest, uh, what a conversation. Dr. Njeroge Asante Sana for coming to the podcast. It was a pleasure having you. Very much welcome. And thank you very much for coming uh, to visit and having the interview with you. It was a great pleasure. Thank you very much. Mara Elephant Project is 100% reliant on donor support. If you are interested in learning more about how to help, follow them on all social media platforms or visit their website, maraelephantproject.org.